0: Welcome to the refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra.
1: And I'm Dave Smith. It's Monday, March 28th, and we're bringing you real time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. The mayor of Mariupol is calling for a complete evacuation of his city, saying its fate is now, quote, in the hands of its occupiers. The southern Ukrainian port city has endured weeks of brutal assault by Russian forces and is reportedly without food, water, and power. Meanwhile, talks between Russia and Ukraine are set to resume tomorrow in Turkey. Ukrainian President Zelensky made a major concession over the weekend, telling a group of Russian journalists he's now open to his country officially declaring neutrality. That would end Ukraine's bid to join NATO.
0: Zelensky says Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich has been trying to help Ukraine get refugees out of danger. The Times of London reports Abramovich also delivered a handwritten note from the Ukrainian president to Putin. Zelensky says Abramovich is part of a subgroup of oligarchs who are quietly pledging to help rebuild Ukraine after the war, though he says they could simply want a hasty end to sanctions so they can get back to the comforts they're used to.
1: Russia's Novaya Gazeta newspaper is pausing operations until Russia's so-called special operation in Ukraine is over. The news outlet had been complying with government orders to remove coverage of the invasion, but a second warning from Russian censors earlier today prompted it to suspend publication. The paper's editor-in-chief won the Nobel Peace Prize last year for his work protecting freedom of expression in Russia.
0: Asia's biggest oil refiner, China's state-owned Sinopec, has suspended talks for huge investment in Russia's gas industry. Reuters reports that although China has been reluctant to join Western sanctions or even criticize Russia behind the scenes, Beijing is being much more cautious about its trading relationship with Moscow. At the Oscars last night, Apple TV Plus became the first streaming service to win Best Picture for its film, Coda. And one of its stars, Troy Kotzer, picked up Best Supporting Actor. He's the first deaf man to win an Oscar. Best Supporting Actress went to West Side Stories Ariana DeBose, the first openly queer woman of color to win for acting.
1: Everyone is talking about Will Smith this morning for all the wrong reasons. Last night was supposed to be the biggest night of his career. He won the Oscar for Best Actor for his role in King Richard. But before that, Smith got into a physical altercation with Chris Rock, who had made a joke about Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett. Smith stormed on stage, slapped Rock in the face, returned to his seat, and shouted an expletive-ridden sentence twice at the top of his lungs, which had to be silenced during the telecast. During his acceptance speech, Smith was in tears and apologized to the Academy for his actions, but it's unclear what the long-term fallout will be for him. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in.
0: Also, coming up, the problem with professionalism at work. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com/slash hybridwork. The Oscars are known to be a star-studded affair, but this year, the Academy tapped into a whole new form of celebrity. TikTokers. Social media stars like Reese Feldman, Chris Olsen, and Remy Bader were all spotted on the red carpet. It seemed to be a push to get more young people interested in the Oscars after years of declining viewership. But for real, though, the over three hour ceremony is probably a bit too long for most TikTok users. Score
1: one for the environment and Tesla. Reuters reports the government is boosting penalties for automakers that don't meet fuel efficiency requirements. For some companies like Chrysler, parents, Delantis, they're looking at millions of dollars in fines. But for Tesla, this is a huge win. Tesla gets credits from the government since it only makes electric cars and sells those credits to other companies that can't meet regulatory requirements. So this just increases the value of those credits
0: the historic and movie-like run of the St. Peter's Peacocks has ended. For those not following March Madness, St. Peter's, an underdog commuter school in Jersey City, delighted basketball fans and busted NCAA brackets when they became the first 15th seed team to ever reach the final eight. But the North Carolina Tar Heels smashed their dreams over the weekend, beating them 69-49. to It was beautiful while it lasted. Now the Tar Heels go on to play Duke, and Villanova will face kansas in the final four
1: the foo fighters drummer taylor hawkins died suddenly on friday night he was just 50 years old the band was in colombia getting ready to perform in bogota colombia's attorney general said hawkins had an enlarged heart and about 10 different substances in his system when he died including opioids antidepressants and benzodiazepines
0: The FDA is expected to authorize a second COVID booster shot, possibly as soon as tomorrow. The Pfizer and Moderna boosters would be for adults 50 and older. As concerns of another COVID surge from the Omicron subvariant are growing, an additional booster would provide extra protection. I'm sure we've all been told at some point to act professional, right? To, like, dress appropriately and behave a certain way in the workplace. But the very idea of professionalism is not only outdated, it can also be discriminatory and biased. This cultural norm assumes a wealthy white male standard, and it frequently punishes women and people of color who don't conform to it. Here to talk about it is Drake Baer. He writes about workplace culture for insider. Drake, what I love about this is is that professionalism is one of those terms that it feels like it's always been there but it actually comes from like the 1930s you write.
2: Yeah, so what we today consider like elite professional services, management consulting, venture capital, investment banking, those all came up in the 1930s and the 1940s and in fact, these firms were very purposefully attuned to what elite looked like in whatever market they were in. So as they were moving into England, they were looking for Oxford degrees and Etonian accents. And in Germany, they learned to spot men who had saber wounds on their cheeks, since fencing was a pastime of high-class families. <laughs> and the point is that over time, our brains have come to associate or even conflate these things, that the qualifications for these roles in these big jobs are often mistaken for the social characteristics of the people who have held them historically.
0: And you also write that this kind of professionalism is a form of gaslighting, that it's crazy making. How so?
2: So gaslighting, you know, is when someone denies your reality to you Mm -hmm. and says, that's not the case. There are these objective standards. And if you don't meet them, it's your fault. If you could just be a little more this or that, then you wouldn't face bias or discrimination. The the training offerings that are out there to, quote, fix the women, end quote. <laughs> right? These various seminars where you're told how to dress, how to do your hair, how to present yourself, how to negotiate, but not too hard. How to be assertive without being too much.
0: So this obviously hurts employees, but how does it hurt companies? Does it hurt companies as well?
2: So I had a brilliant colleague who always used to say, diversity without inclusion is a revolving door of talent. Hmm. If half your workforce is having to do all of this additional emotional labor, what's also been called an inclusion tax, if they're not meaningfully included, if they're evaluated for how they look or sound rather than their work, they're not going to stick around very long. And given the war for talent that's on right now, it's really on employers to provide the best employee experience possible.
0: Yeah. So how can they help fight this problem?
2: So what you can do is literally block out the names on resumes. If you're recruiting, block out hobbies. There are elite hobbies like boating (laughs) versus less elite hobbies, right? Anything that signals gender, race, class, just strip those things out and get to the actual work experience itself.
0: So what is your biggest takeaway from your reporting?
2: I think the biggest takeaway is that professionalism, just like every other standard uh, or norm in business, didn't fall from the sky. It hasn't always been there. And it's been like, actively cultivated. And there are some people who benefit and some people who don't. So the more that we have language to talk about these things person to person and also realize that these assumptions are baked into our systems, the more equitable we can make our workplaces.
0: Thanks so much for chatting, Drake. Thank you. Drake Baer writes about business culture for Insider. Be sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at therefresh at insider.com.
1: I'm Dave Smith.
0: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider.